Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Jenks, I was just looking at the slate, Mm -hmm. and it feels like you almost have to market baseball at this point in the season. Be like, listen, there's a reason you got to be following baseball now, and I've got to spin it in some way to where people will pay attention. So the Mm -hmm. first thing that I noticed about today's slate is we have a bunch of really good pitchers. Like, it basically Mm -hmm. looks like the National League Cy Young discussion on the (laughs) slate today. We've got Spencer Strider, we've got Zach Allen, and we've got Blake Snell pitching. Like, is there any type of sales pitch that you've been having to make about baseball this time of year to your fellow betters? About why we should bet it? Yeah. Yes. Because it's exciting. Baseball is not boring. Baseball is exciting. And I have come around. There are so many different storylines and so many different reasons to be excited about it. And also... When you're talking about sample size, it's the tough thing about betting on college football or the NFL. And it's not like I've been crushing my baseball bets, but I would say over the course of the season, I've been pretty successful, sort of relative. And when that's compared to football and college football right now, I'm just sort of kind of sitting there where I've been able to go on little runs in baseball just because we have more information at hand. Players are who they are at this point. Yeah, we'll see some surprises along the way. That's why the game works. Same thing with the teams involved. So now you know what you're getting. And when you know what you're getting for the most part, at least for me, it's a little bit easier to handicap. Yeah, I don't think excitement even has to come into the fold. Yeah. Like, it's just a matter of, I think, the edges are to be had in Major League Baseball. And even, like, when we're talking about excitement, do you think I was really excited to watch like the Saints and the Panthers last night? Sounded Not like really. It. Oh. Not really, <laughs> but I had a bet on it. So that's what makes it interesting. You can make mm-hmm. any game interesting if you put some money down on it. Like that's that my true. sales pitch. Doesn't really matter what kind of game it is. If it's, you know, Cubs Rockies, September, you know, 19th or whatever day that they're mm-hmm. playing, you can make it interesting by putting some money on it. So let's do it. Let's put some money on some of the plays. Make things a little interesting. All right, so let's start today's card off with the Phillies and the Braves. A really good series here as we have Philly big underdogs, plus 185 today on the money line. Atlanta minus 225, total of nine runs. Christopher Sanchez has been pretty solid for the Phillies. Mm -hmm. Despite a 2-4 and record, he has a 3-4-0 ERA. Spencer Strider gets the ball for the Braves today. He's 17-5. and with a 3.73 ERA. So, Jenks, mm-hmm. you see the numbers for Christopher Sanchez? It makes me very tempted to take a swing on the Phillies here. But 
the Phillies won last night. So do we push our luck for the second straight night on Philly against these Braves bats? Here's the thing, Chelsea. Here is my problemo with this bet. Problem is, this is the exact same matchup that happened last week, right? Except it was in mm -hmm. Philly. It was Sanchez taking on Strider. And I said, I don't know. Phillies might be a live dog, but I think I'm going to take Spencer Strider, who's better on the road than he is at home. I should take him in the first five. I didn't play it. First five run line. Did he win that bet? Yes, he did. So I want to say, hey, I'll take it again, but I don't know if I'm confident in doing it. Also, if you play the Braves on the first five run line here, it's minus 165. And Sanchez has been really good on the road. Over four starts this season, 1.29 ERA. I understand it's the Braves. Spencer Strider, this is actually in his lesser split. You want him on the road as opposed to pitching at home, at least for this price. So ultimately, I think I take two very good arms here, and I lean towards the under instead. Ooh, with these offenses, though? I'm not betting like, I get. <laughs> I get what you're saying. I think the play that really stood out to me mm -hmm. was when you look at the stat line for Christopher Sanchez last time around against the Braves, he had 10 strikeouts. I'm good. not sure what was going on. Uh, he did give up four runs. So when we're talking about taking a side here, you've got to remember that the runs are what you're looking at. But when it comes to strikeout props, I looked at the strikeout number for Christopher Sanchez. Mm -hmm. It's three and a half today. Does that seem very fishy to you? Like he had 10 last time around. And I get that usually when you face the same lineup for the second time within a week, your strikeout yeah. numbers are going to go way down. But at three and a half, like, I don't know. That's really low. He's hit this in six straight games. Three and a half strikeouts is a very what? low number. So I kind of want to take it, but it does feel like a trap because I went into this thinking that I was going to play an under on a strikeout oh. prop because that's what I did for Zach Wheeler yeah. last night because the handicap is, you know, facing the same lineup twice. It's tough, but at three and a half, is something off? What am I not seeing? I don't know. It's just a, it's just a fishy number. That's just all there is to it because I noticed that too, and I'm not even a strikeout prop guy, but I noticed that too. I was like 10Ks last time. Oh, my God, he's not going to do that again. But that is in, that is criminally low. That seems like a misprint, but also, as I always say, the number is the number is the number for a reason. It's just like when we're talking about Chargers, Vikings, you're like, why are the Chargers only a point favorite on the road? This doesn't seem right at all. So that's what it reminds me of. But maybe, listen, sometimes the square side is the right side. So maybe you're just getting a good number, but I, I'm again, I'm not a K-prop guy, but that seems ridiculous. It's so low. Yeah, especially for somebody who's hit this in uh, mm -hmm. six straight games. The other thing to monitor is last night we were watching to see if Ronald Acuna Jr. was playing. He did. He got a hit in this one. Uh, so I would assume he continues to play in this one. He has been nursing some injuries, and we know that the end goal for the Braves is the postseason. It's not the regular season, but he's been playing. All right, let's go to the Orioles and the Astros. Big series in the American League here. Baltimore plus 120. Houston minus 145. Total of nine runs. Jenks, we know you're still nursing the heartbreak God. of a bad beat over this game last night. Brutal. But it looks like the Astros are kind of the play again tonight. Hunter Brown goes. He's 11-11 for the Strohs. 4-6-1 ERA, which is not great. But Kyle Gibson here. Feels like a spot where Kyle Gibson could give up some runs. He's yes. 14 and nine, but has a 4.98 ERA. But we all know that the Orioles are dangerous as an underdog. 
Are you willing to fade the O's for the second night in a row? I am not. No, I'm not. I believe I've faded the O's twice this season, a one one and a lost one. And that's, I think I'm done for the year. I don't want to do that. I like the over here. I like the over here a yeah. lot. Kyle Gibson, ERA on the road, 4.74. And you're saying, oh, but Jinx, I'm looking at how he did last time out against the Cardinals. He gave up one run in six and two-thirds innings. Yeah, and that Cardinals lineup was without Nolan Gorman and Wilson Contreras. As for Hunter Brown, at home this season, Chelsea, he's even worse. ERA, 5.60. Yeah, he's coming off a five-inning shutout performance against the A's. So I feel like both of these guys are due to do what they do best, which is give up runs. I'm going over nine. Yeah, I like that quite a bit. I think there are two plays on the the table here. It's either mm -hmm. the over nine if you think Hunter Brown gives up some runs, which you've got to think about these two offenses. Even if it's two of the better pitchers in the rotation, which mm -hmm. this is not, these are two of the better offenses in all of baseball, uh, especially over the last month. Houston has skyrocketed to the top of all offenses in baseball in WRC plus and also in average. And you look at Baltimore, guess who's number two? That's the Orioles. So the top two hitting offenses over the last month, I think that translates to an over here. Also, if you want to take a look at Kyle Gibson over his earned runs prop, over two and a half earned runs from minus 125, I think that is a solid oh. play as well. Uh, there are a couple of games here that we don't have lines on, but I think we have them in the rundown just because we do have those Cy Young candidates pitching. Zach Gallen for the Diamondbacks goes against the Giants today, and we have Blake Snell facing the Rockies. Now, I know that the Padres are going to be huge favorites in mm -hmm. that game. Is there any value to be had on playing pitchers that are trying to put a bow on a really great season? I'm going to try and find a Blake Snell first five prop or maybe take the Padres on the run line here. Right now, the Padres are minus 250 on the money line. The Rockies are plus 200. The total is set at eight. Now, a first five number is not up at BetMGM, but I would imagine a first five run line is going to cost you. It's going to be pricey. I'm talking yeah. like minus 165, something like that. But you know what? I might just do it. I might just do it because I don't care. And also, it's Blake Snell. Ryan Feltner is a guy who I, I'm not big on playing the Padres on the run line. Just it, Then again, maybe this is the time. They've won, what, five straight season high for these guys? So this is their time of year when they're out of it. But overall, Ryan Feltner on the road, 5.40 ERA. In his last two starts, he's given up eight earned over five innings. And sometimes he doesn't go long in games because of that. He gives way to a Colorado bullpen that is not good. So I will very seriously think about Padres' first five-run line. It's going to be juicy, but I actually think it might be worth it. Well, if you like Blake Snell in this game, I think there are creative ways to play this. You look at the earned runs prop for Blake Snell, it's very low, one and a half. Usually Oof. the line on earned runs is two and a half, but under one and a half is minus 140. And the Rockies are one of the worst offenses in baseball. He's already faced the Rockies this season, went seven innings, only gave up one earned run and struck out 12. And that game was in Colorado. Man. So now he gets the pitcher-friendly confines of San Diego. His strikeout props, eight and a half. That's probably worth a look as well, but it's very high. Um, I think the under is still the play on his earned runs prop. This is somebody who is trying to cement his Cy Young status, and he gets one of the better matchups of any pitcher 
on the slate today. If you look at the Rockies, uh, one of the worst offenses in all of baseball. What about Zach Gallen facing the Giants? The Giants are another strikeout-prone team. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you look at the strikeout numbers, one of the highest strikeout rates in all of baseball, and he's somebody that's trying to put a bow on a season. But I try to backtrack a little bit on that because – each pitcher probably wants to do well in every start of the season. Do you think that adds to the the motivation at all when a pitcher is trying to like go for a Cy Young or, you know, try to wrap up a really good season? Yeah, I think so. Because it, it's just that added motivation and it, it's hard to quantify motivation, but it's certainly a factor. Mm-hmm. It's just how much of a factor will it be? But I think for these guys... You know, there are degrees to everything, as I always say. And I think if you're a pro, it's like Adam Wainwright, I think, is a perfect example. It's not like he hasn't been trying, right? It's not like he hasn't been going out there and busting his butt every single outing, even when he went 0-10. Seriously, a stretch there with an ERA over 10. He was just so bad. But he was able to pull something out of the old bag of tricks at 42 to get win number 200 and i think it's because you're always focused but there's something a little bit extra there so when you're talking about that extra motivation yeah i buy into that i also think it's a team thing it's mm-hmm. almost like when a, a pitcher is throwing a no hitter that the defense is a little bit sharper you know they're going to make mm-hmm. all of those plays because they don't want the 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 breaking up of a no hitter to fall on them So also this goes into the way a game is managed. Like if a player is contending for a Cy Young, you're probably going to use your best relievers to try to get that pitcher a win if you're ahead in the game. Like obviously you're going to do this if you're ahead in the game anyway. But still, I think this is especially true for the teams that are really not contending for anything. Like look at the Padres. Like this is going to be the best part of their season. If Blake Snell can win the, I almost said the Heisman, the Cy Young, if he can do the Heisman on those hoes. Uh, No, if he can win the Cy Young this season, this will be the one thing for the Padres to hang their hat on. If we are looking at the rest of the slate, which there is one pitcher that I see on here that I always fade, but uh, he's going against the Nationals. So, Jenks, tell me, do you think the Nats are worth you know, playing at minus 115 when you're going against Jose Urania. I think I've faded him every single time he's played. Uh, so you see that game, White Sox, Nationals, Nationals, minus 115. Oh, yeah. Do I blindly fade this guy, or do you think it's still the Nationals and they're throwing Jackson Rutledge? Well, this is one of my best bets. I don't know if I'm going to add another. Ooh. I'm going to go I'm gonna go over nine. I'm going to do the old Michael Jenkins special. I'm going... Over nine minus one forty-five. Urania's awful. Jackson Rutledge. He's been only one start this season, but gave up seven and three and two thirds to the Pirates. Both of these bullpens, bottom six in Major League Baseball. That's where the money's headed. Yeah, I love it. Over nine is the play for me. So I saw that name and immediately thought, "Bing, ding, 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 ding." There's your best bat right there. Ooh, I like it. I'm glad that wasn't a curveball for you because no. I was like trying to throw it out like delicately, <laughs> but, like put it on the tee, like. There's the Nationals and the White Sox. <laughs> Here are the pitchers. Oh, yes. Do you like this play, sweetie? Um, yeah, I need to sign up Blake for T-ball. She's in gymnastics now, but we got to get her in some sports yeah. you know, that are actual. Well, not that gymnastics is not a sport. I think that is like the truest test of athleticism, but she ain't cut out for gymnastics. The girl's too tall. I think yeah. she's like a foot taller than all the other girls in the gymnastics class. Whoa. She's a tank. She's going to play offensive line. Love it. 
Get her in the trenches. <laughs> Gotta teach her some swim moves or whatever they do for offensive linemen. It's gonna be my sweetie out there on the offensive line. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.